I've been using the Hammerhead Karoo 2 for the past number of weeks. I've used every bike computer on the market through the years. And anybody who listens to the podcast on the regular, you will know that I'm not exactly at peak fitness at the moment. Every other device I've used, they track what you'd expect them to track. They track heart rate, power, distance, speed. But the Hammerhead Karoo 2, it saved my bacon more times than I can count since I've gotten it. It has this really cool notification that detects climbs which are upcoming and tells you how many meters you have left to hang on, to endure, to suffer to the top of that climb. This has allowed me to hang on to groups when normally I would have been dropped and dropped the parachute out the back. Plus, I've plotted some new routes on all training roads with their points of interest feature. The jump from other bike computers to using the Karoo 2, it's been like going from my old Nokia 3310 phone to putting my hands on the iPhone for the first time. It's full colour and the touchscreen is very responsive. It's much more like using a smartphone than a GPS device. And you know it's a bike computer worth using when the likes of Justin Williams from Legion and Froomey have it strapped to their handlebars. For a limited time only, our listeners can get a free heart rate monitor with the purchase of a Hammerhead Karoo 2. Visit hammerhead.io right now and use the promo code ROADMAN at checkout to get yours today. I'm going to leave all the details for this offer in today's show notes. It's episode number 497 of the Roadman Cycling Podcast, and it's a Tour de France roundup. Let's cue that intro! Big question is this, how do we use cycling as a tool to improve our health, our happiness and our longevity? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Anthony Walsh and welcome to the Roadman Podcast. Roadman, welcome back. Yesterday we had stage 10 of the Tour de France from Morzine to Majeve. One of the shorter stages in this year's race, and I always love the shorter stages. They're always so action-packed, but we didn't have to even wait for kilometer zero to get the action. I'm a little bit baffled by the goings-on of the COVID testing protocols. The entire peloton was tested on rest day, and if you listen to Monday's episode, myself and Joe Laverick speculated that we we're going to have just a slew, a slew. I don't even know how many a slew is. It's a lot, like a baker's dozen, a slew of positive tests. That slew of positive tests never happened. But fast forward to the next day, and we start getting positive tests. So I'm not sure exactly what happened if the UCI were flat out on Photoshop changing uh, positives to negatives. I don't know. But what I do know is George Bennett, and this is big news, George Bennett, Pogacha's trusted key mountain domestic, tested positive and was unable to take the start on stage 10. Rafael Moika also tested positive, but we're told with a lower viral load so was able to take the start of stage 10. I'm as confused as you are about what a lower viral load means. I thought it was positive or negative. I didn't know we had these little nuances within positive and negative. But welcome to the world of the UCI. This is why we have a decade after decade of doping crisis. Do we have clear instruction and regulation from the UCI on any matters? Very, very rarely. So we have Bennett out, Micah in. So if you compound Bennett being out with UAE losing a rider in the first week, Mark Hershey basically being, you know, he's <laughs> like he's marked in school, but I tell you, he's at home in the sick bed. He, Mark Hershey is a walking 
mannequin. I don't know what's going on with the man. He was a late call up to the UAE team. He has not got a leg. So Wout is effectively down three riders and Micah is carrying COVID. So he's almost down. He's down three and a half riders, we'll say. And we're heading into the key stages, stage 11 today and stage 12 tomorrow on Bastille Day, which I'm going to talk about. But interestingly enough, the best bike rider in the world at the moment are arguably the joint best with Pogaccia, Wout van Aert, his take on COVID and how we monitor the situations. He feels that we're at a point of living with COVID now in not just the peloton, but society, and we should start treating it like that. So instead of testing riders on rest days, team protocol, internal testing, we should just stop testing everyone and assess COVID the way a doctor assesses any regular illness. If a rider is complaining of symptoms of sickness, fever, etc., they go to their doctor in the team, and then the team decides on a case-by-case basis whether that rider is fit to start. It's the way they do it when I was racing with flu. It's the way you do it with chest infections. It's the way you do it with head colds. At times you go to the doctor, you say, doc, I feel terrible. Like I remember having a chest infection on antibiotics on the far end of it. The doc's like, you know what? You're going to feel terrible, but you can still race and you're not going to do damage. And you're like, okay, I'm still in the bike race. Wout's suggestion is we do this with COVID. And to be honest, I don't disagree with him because it's long been touted that Pogaccia could win the Tour de France on his own. Pogaccia doesn't even need teammates, people said. And I think that hypothesis is maybe about to be tested. I can't see us getting through another two weeks of bike racing without that virus just running rampage through Pogaccia's team. So who knows? We could actually see Pogaccia dropping out of the Tour de France, which would be just chronic. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I think I'm out on this one. Um, I believe, and I said on the podcast with Joe Laverick, I opened the podcast and I said, bike racing, it's a sport where you need friends. It really is a sport where you need friends. And Joe was putting up the opinion that, you know, bike racing's changing. It's, you know, if you can win 10 stages, he should win 10 stages. I think you need friends in cycling. And I think there was two stages last week where UAE, they were arrogant, they were, you know, misplaced confidence and they thought, we'll just win everything in sight. They caught the Bora lad on Le Super Planche de Belfi, and the day before that bike exchange, they could have let them have it. There was two stages. You bank a lot of favours with Bora and bike exchange, and they're going to need favours, and they're going to need friends, especially now, trying to control this bike race. So I don't know. I just think they're going to come to regret that down the line. But yesterday, Stage 10 was a brilliant win for a team that's battling with relegation at the moment. Magnus Court Nielsen, he's been... The most aggressive rider, he was like the king of Denmark. He won every KOM prime in his homeland, Denmark. And he's been over 500 kilometers cumulative in the break this year. So who would have begrudged him a stage win? And it was just a horrific slow bicycle race up that last climb. It was just, it went on and on. I think it was like 14 kilometers, 19 kilometers at 4%. It was a horrific climb, big ring climb. And they tore strips out of each other. And it was just the least fatigued man in it, but Magnus Court played it so smart, and if there's any kids looking to figure out how you win a sprint on an uphill finish, this is it. He surfed, he left it late, it was brilliant. The most hated man in the peloton at the moment seems to be Alberto Bettiol, the Italian riding for EF Education. He apparently has signed for UAE next year, although it's unconfirmed, and he rode as such on the cobble stage, depriving his teammate of a yellow jersey, which he missed out by 15 seconds. 
I wouldn't have liked to be on that team bus. But Betty all was cleared the head of the bike race today. And I'm jump on the bandwagon against Betty all at the moment. So I was praying for him to get caught. So I was delighted I came back together. And we've seen a bit of a showdown on the last climb. Today was sort of punctuated in a weird sense by these protesters. And this is, uh, we have seen this through the years. And Bernard Hino famously just clocked one of the protesters. And I think Sean Kelly's got into a protesters before. We have seen protesters using the spectacle that is the Tour de France to you know pro- promote whatever their agenda is and i think this one was around climate change but it totally stopped the race which was disappointing to see there was no <laughs> there was no right handers thrown there was no left handers thrown everyone just kind of sat down and found a bit of shade under a tree uh before i jump into tomorrow one noteworthy performance was chris Froome. there wasn't many left in that group at the end it was a select group after a 19 kilometer climb and Froome was there I'm not saying Froome going to go on and win the Tour de France. He definitely is not. What I am saying is one of the best bike riders of our generation is on a comeback, which is from a phenomenally bad injury. And it's something that should be celebrated. It's something that should be applauded. Yet so much of Twitter and everyone wants to turn Froome into a meme. You know, is Froome dropped you? Froome has won the Tour de France four times. Froome is one of the best bike riders we have ever seen, in my generation at least. And he is back at the very, very front of bike races at the top level in our sport. That's a comeback story that should be celebrated. And a tour of comeback stories where we've seen Bob Jungels, we've seen Fabio Jakobsen. Froome is just another story to be celebrated. And I hope we start seeing him getting in breaks next week. Now the confidence is back and we see that old Froome swagger. Now tomorrow we are heading into the mountains proper for stage 11. It's 151.7 kilometers from Albertville to Col de Grandon. We're hitting the high mountains and these are all climbs. I spent a lot of time out in this area. I used to train here in the summers. The Col de Telegraph, the Col de Glibier and the Granon. The Granon is 11 kilometers at 9% with extreme heat forecast again for tomorrow. We this is it. The, like we're gonna see UAE tested. We're gonna see fireworks. If we don't see fireworks from Ineos and Yumbo Visma, there needs to be serious questions about the director's, you know, tactical uh, tactical direction. Because this is a day we need to see UAE put under pressure. This is the day we've been waiting for. Tomorrow and then the day after in Aptawes on Bastille Day, we need to see aggression from especially Jumbo Visma and Team Ineos. I absolutely cannot wait. I'm frantically trying to clear the schedule so I can watch as much of the bike race tomorrow as possible. And I'm also counting down to my own little odyssey. I'm flying out to Iceland for the rift on next Monday coming the 18th. And then the race is the following Saturday on the 23rd. It was my debut in the gravel world. And I had uh, an interview today on Cyclist Magazine, which won't be released for a couple of weeks, with Pete Stetna. And I was really just picking Pete's brain. Pete won the Rift race last year. So I was figuring out tyre pressures, tyre wits. It's a dark art. I'm trying to get on top of it. I'm going to keep you posted in a full Rift gravel sort of podcast preview and uh, next week but until then roadman i'll be back again tomorrow with another interview episode enjoy the tour and ride safe
Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Have you ever wondered how good you could actually be? Each of us has a unique set of circumstances with work, family and social obligations, but we also want to fulfill our potential in cycling. Okay, okay, maybe you won't ever win the Tour de France, but for most of us, this is what cycling is about. So let us build you the perfect training plan around your lifestyle that's totally unique to you and will help you finally realize your cycling dreams. So whether you're just getting started on the bike or if you're a more seasoned cyclist, we have a suitable coach for you. So why not schedule a call with us and we can have a chat about how we can help you go further than you ever dreamed of in your cycling and fitness goals. Go to roadmancycling.com forward slash contact or pop me an email directly to sarah at roadmancycling.com.